0: Hello, and welcome back to The Formal Review. Today, we'll be having a very special episode. Now sit back, relax, maybe grab a drink, and let's begin.
1: What's up, everyone, and welcome back to The Formal Review. As you can probably tell, I'm not your normal host. That's because this is the 100th episode of The Formal Review podcast, y'all. One hundred. And we're changing things up a little bit. Hi, I'm Vittoria. You can call me the future Mrs. Formal Review. That's right, folks, he's engaged. So in this episode, I'll be interviewing your normal host, my fiance, with questions from me and from you listeners. So hopefully we can get some information out of him that you've never heard before. Hopefully I know most of this. If not, we might have problems. (laughs) So stay tuned. Starting with the podcast, what made you want to start the formal review?
0: Well, uh, I mean, I just really like movies as you know and honestly (laughs) you get annoyed when I talk to you too much about them so I always feel that I need to say what I want to say my interpretation of a movie or why I like something and sometimes there's not always somebody there to talk to about it so it's just nice to be able to put it out there whether that's through written or otherwise I mean as you know I originally started a YouTube channel which ended up being too stressful on my life and I wasn't able to to do everything regarding that. Salute to anyone who does do that. So I had to switch it up. So I started doing written stuff and then eventually just started doing the podcast, which obviously has opened up a lot, especially during COVID.
1: So you're telling me that I'm the muse and the reason (laughs) for the podcast? Should I be getting paid for this?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm not getting paid for it. So yes, I will pay you. Yes, you can have a percentage (laughs) of zero dollars.
1: Do you hear that, future sponsors? We need money. So he can pay me the inspiration for the podcast. (laughs) All right. You know what? I'm going to start with some of my own questions. And then I'm going to sort of sprinkle in some viewer questions. I'm going to sprinkle in some poll questions. And we'll sort of try to keep this a little bit contained by topic. So since we started with the podcast, I think I want to learn a little bit more about you. And I have a very important question right now. This is the first Real substantive movie question. Are you ready for this? Edward or Jacob?
0: (laughs) Uh, I guess Jacob. (laughs) Mostly because...
1: No, that's okay. You don't have to... (laughs) Hopefully we have not lost any viewers. That was a
0: joke. Um... (laughs) Yeah. I, have a re- I have a reason for it, though.
1: Uh, you reacted that a lot better than you would. I was expecting you to roll your eye and get up and end the interview. Nah. And <laughs> I just would have been here trying to explain how I don't understand movies to your viewers. Um, so it's probably good that you didn't. Uh, <laughs> that you didn't get up. Do you want to finish the question though? Because you you seem like I mean, you actually. I have yeah,
2: yeah, I
0: have an answer. Um, <laughs> so I don't like the Twilight stories pretty much.
1: But it's cinematic gold, man.
0: For laughter. I actually watched the first one on an airplane and I, I was laughing so loud that the flight attendant was told me I was being too loud. <laughs> but what I did like about Jacob is the werewolf idea because it tied into his Native American heritage, which I kind of understood given Native Americans have a connection to animals and nature in a different way than-
1: Vampires?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so I liked that aspect of it. And then again, I mean one is not a toxic relationship. He one's actually a good guy versus the other one.
1: Well I think that's a little bit debatable seeing as how later on you find out he really wanted to get with her kid.
0: Yeah that that is a little bit iffy. Um, but I
1: mean he didn't know that he had imprinted on her future embryo or whatever.
0: Yeah that, that I mean that, I would that.
1: know. It's not like I read all the books in high school
0: <laughs> oh, or uh, anything. Uh, <laughs> um. But you're, still, yeah.
1: you're still marrying me.
0: So. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I would definitely say because of that heritage aspect, I would say, Jacob, otherwise I could care less. I see. <laughs>
1: see. How have you been surviving the quarantine?
0: Watching a lot of movies. Luckily, we moved to a bigger space and basically have a home theater set up. I've been very lucky being able to have that space and watch movies in that and experience even older movies that I've seen before. Again, almost in a theater-like aspect. If you want to go check what I've been in, you can go check out Build Montage YouTube channel. My space is on that.
1: My space? I thought we were on Facebook now. Huh? You said MySpace is on that? Of-
0: oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bad joke. The whole interview is gonna be full of them, by the way.
0: Yeah, uh, they just do a lot of home theater instructional videos and reviews room tours. Really cool aspect and I was lucky enough to connect with Tony who put my space out there. I am proud of it, I'm not going to lie. So it's enabled me to enjoy movies again.
1: You know, I'm going to interject here as uh, your partner uh, <laughs> who has helped you in the creation of,
0: oh, the, yes, you have. Yes.
1: of yeah. the basement. Um, no, I'm not trying to take credit for that. I already take credit for the whole podcast. But...
0: Well, honestly, you did give me inspiration to do it.
1: Was it me telling you that you were watching movies too loud in front of me? So you were kicked no, to the basement?
0: No, that wasn't Did I inspire it. you that way? No. <laughs> um, it was when we were, uh, a few years ago, the first time we were living together and the only volume control I had was the knob, do you remember that?
1: Oh that was and horrible, it was like a computer knob, yeah. it wasn't a remote, you you had to like swirl it around.
0: Yeah and we had to get up to turn up the volume and I had always wanted kind of like a movie watching space like just in general but you definitely inspired me to start on that journey because as it got to a point of annoying you so much We upgraded to getting better speakers, the receiver, and everything, and that kind of just.
1: Snowballed into the big green we have downstairs? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. You are the inspiration for not only the podcast, but also the home theater.
1: <laughs> you know, since we're talking about me being your inspiration, I feel like I should sort of let the viewers know a little bit about how in love with movies you are. I mean, not only do you obviously have the podcast and you've got the home theater set up, you're constantly watching movies and discussing them and sometimes getting in kind of hated arguments about them. Mm-hmm. But you also brought movies into our personal life and our relationship in a very interesting way.
0: Oh yeah, how I proposed. Well, I proposed in a very Star Wars way for plenty of Star Wars fans out there. Out in Death Valley, California is where they filmed some of the scenes of uh, Tatooine in the original movies. Most importantly in this bit was the where C-3PO and R2-D2 are basically going across the sand. Those dunes are at Death Valley. So, and there's a bunch of other places there that you can get like really cool pictures. Me being nerd that I am, I would have like obviously done some of those things in general, but <laughs> I also use that as a way to hide my um, motives of the proposal. Um, and at the end of the day, after taking pictures here, here, and there, I eventually led you into believing that I just wanted to get a video of me doing Princess Leia to Obi-Wan Kenobi speech, and instead of, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope, I replaced that with your name, obviously, and, um, asked would you marry me, and...
1: What did I say?
0: <laughs> um, I think
1: the exact words were, oh my god, you're such a nerd. Of course, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Something yeah. like that. <laughs> That's not all the Star Wars.
0: Oh, yeah, and also the engagement ring um, has the Rebel Alliance symbol on them.
1: Yeah, and the case that you held it oh, up Oh, yeah. In was, um, uh, and,
0: yeah, and instead of R2 D2 giving the message out, I used an R2 D2 to hold the ring. <laughs>
1: It was very sweet. So to all of your listeners who have girlfriends who like Star Wars and don't mind how nerdy you are, here's an idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I might get some angry women telling me they don't want Star Wars-themed proposals, but I honestly loved it. And um, not so much anymore because due to quarantine, I'm only inside the house and you're the only person who sees me. Uh, But, (laughs) you know, before 2020, um, people have noticed the Rebel Alliance symbol on the ring and commented on it which has been really fun <laughs> let me ask a little bit more about you because this is fun getting to know Andre
2: mm-hmm.
1: you're into movies you're really into me <laughs> we have a dog what is your favorite movie about dogs uh,
0: that's a good question Um. And I gotta say, I guess it's a classic, but it's sad, but it's a good s- story. Old Yeller.
2: Yes, dog, dog, dog in the west.
1: Okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. Minus Snow Dogs.
2: Oh, sure. You'll roll
0: over for anyone who pour you a bowl of slump. I like that one, too. <laughs> That's such
1: a good movie.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's really silly. What is your favorite animated movie about dogs?
0: Um, Yeah, All Dogs Go to Heaven, I would say.
1: We're getting real specific here, yeah. <laughs> folks. Okay. What is your favorite dog movie in which the movie surrounds a Beverly Hills Chihuahua?
0: I... Have no opinion on said things.
1: So it's not Beverly Hills Chihuahua? No. Hm. Talk about snubs.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. All right, I'm messing around. Since we're talking about your favorite dog movie, I suppose we should segue into. I'm gonna ask you about your favorite movies, and because you're too into movies, you can't pick just one. Let's talk about your favorite movies in each genre. Are you ready? Yeah, sure. Okay. (laughs) Starting with the most important, Uh, what's your favorite comedy?
0: Uh, Um, so I guess comedy. I think that there's obviously a lot of classics, but given the amount of times I've rewatched it, and I would say my favorite comedy is Anchorman, Legend of Ron Burgundy. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal.
1: It's a good one. I thought you might say Pineapple Express because we've seen that one a lot of times too.
0: Yeah, we've seen a lot of that. No,
1: Anchor Anchorman yeah. is a, that's a solid, that's a respectable answer. That's the only genre I care about, so we're <laughs> not going to ask the others. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> What about your favorite drama?
0: Um, I think I would say, uh, Malcolm X, the Spike Lee movie. Oh. I really like that one.
1: Oh, here's an interesting question. Is it pronounced biopic or biopic?
0: <laughs> yeah, this is one of the questions I always ask um, guests too. Um, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: we had a huge debate about this. Yeah.
0: To me, it's biopic, but apparently there are people out there that say biopic. I don't know. But, to each
1: of them, I guess. Yeah. What is your favorite sci-fi?
0: Uh, I would say I think Blade Runner. Which one? The original, but the final cut of it.
1: Okay. What about romance?
0: I mean, now that we're coming up on Valentine's Day.
1: That's right. You gotta get me stuff for Valentine's Day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh.
1: It's the dog's birthday. We don't care about Valentine's Day.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh. It's called Titanic.
0: No, it's not Titanic. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> that's my favorite romance. You haven't asked me any of my favorite movies.
0: Well, you haven't been a guest on my show.
1: Well, I'm not a guest. I'm an interviewer. Right. Next time I'll come back as a guest.
0: I think my favorite romance is Ghost. (laughs) I know you don't- you think that movie's cheesy, but I like that movie a lot. (laughs) Oh my
1: god, Ghost. (laughs) That movie's so cheesy.
0: You cried with it, so...
1: Yeah, but to be fair, I cry at, like, everything. Movie-wise.
0: That means that the relationship that they built in the movie affected you enough for you to cry, which means it's a successful romance. Whether or not you admit it, it was a successful romance in that way.
1: Moving on. (laughs) 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 Tell me about your favorite Western.
0: Um, hmm, Western.
1: Or Eastern. (laughs) <laughs> Could be Northern.
0: Uh, I mean, there are obviously the classic ones, but...
1: But what's your favorite?
0: Yeah, but my thing is with Westerns in general is that a lot of the classic Westerns are based on Japanese movies, so I'm not as big into them. But I would say the one that I've rewatched the most, I would say is 310 to Yuma, which stars Russell Crowe and Christian Bale.
1: Okay. I don't think I've ever heard of that movie.
0: We have it. <laughs> I can't but I haven't been able to convince you to watch it yet.
1: Sounds like it. I don't know if you're gonna be successful in that one.
0: It's Christian Bale. That's all I'm saying.
1: Well, that is a good point. <laughs> that is a good point. Alright, moving on. Michael Jackson, what's your favorite thriller? <laughs> I had you there for a moment. Yeah, like, you Michael did. Michael Jackson, what? I was like,
0: what, what are we doing here? See, the thing is that there's such like a back and forth between thriller and horror movie.
1: I will ask about your favorite horror, so feel free to pick one for thriller and one for horror.
0: Yeah, um, it's obviously very modern, but I would have to say Prisoners, which you've seen and you like.
1: Oh man, I do not remember. <laughs> what is that?
0: It's the one with Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal.
1: Oh, were they like kidnap the girls? That one, yeah. Okay, I have seen
0: that. Yeah. That was good. Yeah.
1: What about horror?
0: Well, um, arguably I would say Alien Falls in that but you could technically also put that in sci-fi. But I would say that if I could combine the two, but if not in calling very specific horror movies, personally, I would say a movie that like honestly like has scared me to this day and still I get creeped out by it. And I, I don't know why, but, and I like it a lot for that reason, is the original Omen movie with Gregory Peck. I know I'm never gonna convince you to watch that one. But, no, thank you. Yeah.
1: For all the listeners out there who don't know, I'm a big scaredy cat. I
0: don't like scary
1: <laughs> movies. So that's another thing poor poor Andre has to do by himself is watch scary movies because I refuse to.
0: I don't mind watching those by myself.
1: What is your favorite action movie? Uh,
0: action, I guess that includes a lot of superhero movies and stuff. And I could go off on superhero movies, but I think I would say Heat. I think.
1: The Sandra Bullock movie?
0: No, 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 no. (laughs) The one with Robert De Niro and Al Pacino.
1: Okay. Since you brought up superheroes, let's talk superheroes. Marvel versus DC, where do you stand?
0: From a comic book standpoint, I would say DC all the way because they have a lot more compelling superheroes. Having said that, the movies, well, live action movies for DC aren't as compelling as an overall comment on. However, I mean, there's obviously exceptions to that with obviously Batman Begins and The Dark Knight are obviously really good. But I would say that a lot of the Marvel movies are, whether or not you think that they're generic in some ways, they're still made extremely well. No matter what, if you like a certain character or not, the movies themselves are made extremely well and their stories are a little bit more compelling than DC in general. Having said that, DC's animated movies are much better.
1: So speaking of animated DC movies, I think you know what I'm going to ask you. (laughs) Uh, And actually, this was a question from Mikey from the Big Screen Breakdown. He asked, why is Batman Mask of the Phantasm the best Batman movie?
0: Well, this is something that I'll stick to pretty much for the day I die and thanks Mikey for the question. (laughs) The reason is, is, simply put, what movie represents who Batman is as a character in the best way? And Mask of the Phantasm represents that. It has every single aspect of who Batman is as a character. Is this the biggest movie out there? Is it the best made movie out there? No. The Dark Knight is arguably the best made Batman movie. However, it gets maybe 60% of the character right. And there's some dumb choices that the character makes. And it's a compelling movie, don't get me wrong. I love the movie a lot, but as a Batman movie, it's not really that.
1: Would you say it's more of a Joker movie?
0: Yeah, honestly, in in addition with Mask of the Phantasm, the DC anime movies that I was originally talking about was most of them are direct to DVD or streaming or whatever. This wasn't. This had a theatrical run, and if there's a comparison to be said that the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man movie, if you can make that argument, you can make the same argument for Batman Mask of the Phantasm. It had the exact same thing, the marketing was just pretty awful for it back then, and it. It is a compelling story. It's a detective story you learn of new characters. But yeah, anyway.
1: Who's your favorite Joker?
0: Well, I would say it's Mark Hamill because he is in Mask of the Phantasm. Now, if you were to say live action Joker, I would have to say I think Heath Ledger's version is definitely the number one. But Joaquin Phoenix and also Jack Nicholson's versions are up there just as much.
1: I agree with that. How long ago did you see Batman Mask of the Phantasm in the movie theaters? When did that come out?
0: That came out in 92. I, I didn't see it in theaters, but it is a theatrical release movie.
1: Oh, you were a little bit young then.
0: Yeah, I didn't go to, I didn't go to the movie to see it. Okay. But I, it's still a theatrical release movie.
1: Okay. So now I'm gonna go through some more questions that were sent in to us. Sam asks, what is the best character flaw you've seen?
0: Uh, So I guess the best character flaw, I guess is self-destruction in a way, where a character just basically, no matter what they do and their entire arc is basically just this complete downfall. And it's not really due to anything else but themselves. Essentially destroying their life. Mostly, I would say, in uh, Martin Scorsese, he's a raging bull. That story um, is the perfect example of that.
1: Sam also asks, what is your favorite trope?
0: I think my favorite trope is the tragic downfall storyline, where somebody starts off in such a positive aspect. If you look at the Godfather as a trilogy, that's exactly what that entire story is. It's about somebody's fall from grace. And Whoa,
1: spoiler alert. Wait, I don't think I've seen the third Godfather, have
0: I? You haven't seen the second one.
1: Oh, I've only seen the first.
0: Yeah, I mean, but that's the story. It's, it's this idea of how a character starts off so high and then just kind of over the course of the movie has the tragic downfall. I find that's such an interesting story aspect.
1: Now, is that because the character in some way maybe deserved the downfall? Like maybe they, you know, they let whatever success they had get to their head and they kind of acted accordingly?
0: No, it's usually when somebody's trying to, like in the Godfather, the whole idea is to legitimize the family business coming from, obviously, a crime. That's something that his father wanted, and he's still doing that, but there are...
1: Wait, some... so they try to get away from the mob crime yeah. scene? Yeah, yeah. That's actually a spoiler!
0: You've seen the first one.
1: Bro, I don't remember.
0: Well, see, that's not my fault if you don't remember. (laughs) Sorry. But, uh, yeah, so you think that they're going to be able to do this, and you put all this investment into this character. You want them to succeed. And in some ways, some characters like this, not just with The Godfather. Sometimes they do, but they sacrifice so much to do that. And in the end, it may not be what they wanted and so it's again it goes into a very simple idea it's of the grass is greener on the other side but in godfather specifically you coming from crime and trying to make be legitimate what is legitimate and yeah there's a lot of complex ideas that goes into this and that's why i like it a lot okay
1: that's real deep and tragic yeah so let's move on from that (laughs) (laughs) Andre Hutchins from Backseat Directors asks, what movie series or franchise is your favorite to marathon? Um... Fun fact, you actually run marathons.
0: Yes, I do. Do you
1: ever tell your listeners that?
0: Not often. You
1: do movie marathons and real 26.2 mile marathons? Yeah. How many have you done now? Four?
0: Five, I think. That's too many. Well, thanks for the question, Andre. There's obviously Star Wars is up there. Lord of the Rings. Planet of the Apes, Godfather movies, but all of those, I would say, are so long, it is hard for me to always want to rewatch them because I feel that I need to rewatch the entire thing and that does take time.
1: So Harry Potter can just go himself then.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing with Harry Potter because, I mean, obviously with those movies, I love rewatching them, but the main thing, again, is it's the long franchise, so it's hard to always want to get started on them. So, on that note, the franchise that I rewatch the most is the Blade Runner franchise. Yes, I mean, it's two movies, but it's a world that no matter how many times I finish the movie, the next day want to rewatch it again.
1: Oh, I gotcha. So, Ryan Nevin from lifeoffilms.com asks, Who is your favorite ever movie character ever? Um... That's a tough question.
0: Yeah, it is because do you pick a character based on one movie or if they are in sequels, then do you talk about them over the course of the entire series or is it just based on an individual movie? I mean, you can say obviously Rocky's up there, but some of those movies are not the greatest.
1: (laughs) Well, that's okay. I mean, I think the question is just who's your favorite movie character? It doesn't have to be from your favorite movie or from the best movie or...
0: I would have to say, uh, because, I mean, this is what I like is, um, and I'll go back to, it, um, like I said already, it's Michael Corleone, because I just love his story. It's tragic, but I like that a lot, and, I mean, that's not an inspiring character by any means, but if you mean more on the inspiring aspect, I would say...
1: Cusco from Emperor's New Groove. Boom, baby! No. <laughs> no! You threw off my groove.
0: That's your favorite, I think.
1: <laughs> it is. <Yeah. laughs> that is my favorite movie character. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, I think, I mean, it's kind of cliche, but Mr. Keating from Dead Poet Society. Words and
2: ideas can change the world. Poetry, beauty, romance, love. These are what we stay alive for, to hope Whitman. O life, of the questions of these recurring, of the endless trains of the faithless, of cities filled with the foolish, what good amid these, O me, O life, answered, that you
0: are here, that the
2: powerful play goes on, and you make a contribute of verse. What will your verse be?
1: Yeah, that's a good movie.
0: Ron Williams at his best.
1: I know. Rest in peace. Yeah. Looks like Mikey sent in one more question, and it's very serious, so are you ready for this? Yep. Would you rather fight 20 duck-sized hulks or one hulk-sized duck?
0: (laughs) Um... Well, I mean, I think that the duck-sized hulks can be attributed to raptors, and that herd mentality would get me, whereas a hulk-sized duck, I mean, ducks fly together. Just when you think they're about to break apart, ducks ducks fly together. together. When the wind blows hard and the sky is black, ducks fly together. So I could distract it with bread. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I can distract it with, yeah, I can distract it with bread.
1: Okay. (laughs) Why isn't The Emperor's New Groove your favorite movie?
0: <laughs> um,
1: Don't answer that. That's a ridiculous question. Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite movie quote?
0: My top three. Obviously, Star Wars.
2: Do or do not. There is no
0: try. That's something that I try to approach a lot of what I do. You do the best that you can no matter what. The other two, so one of them is based on one of my favorite drama film of Malcolm X. It is a quote in the movie, but it's
2: also part of his autobiography. I have eaten from the same plate, drunk from the same glass, and prayed to the same God with fellow Muslims whose eyes were blue, whose hair was blonde, and whose skin was the whitest of white, and we were all brothers, True. People of all colors and races, believing in one God and one humanity. It can can be be stated that I wish nothing but freedom, freedom, justice, and equality, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for all people. I believe the true practice of Islam can remove the cancer of racism from the hearts and the souls of all Americans.
0: That was something that, when it comes to my favorite quotes at least, is I think of what sticks in my head, I attach myself to. And that specific one, I mean, I, I've experienced that. I'm not a Muslim, but it's something that I viewed personally. And I'm not trying to get into a religious discussion here, but I would say um, that seeing that in person in a small town right outside of Canton, New York, which is, for those who don't know, it's really far upstate. Say
1: so that's basically Canton.
0: Um, basically Canada, Uh, seeing that really opened my eye to different religions. So shout out to the Islamic Culture Club at St. Lawrence University. They're the ones who really opened my mind to that. And when I went there and saw that, it really was an eye-opener. Not to say that I was, I guess, against Muslims prior to that, but it was more seeing people of different ethnicities coming together in the same way that Malcolm X saw, seeing that in real life, because my experiences with other religions were very homogenous, and this was great representation of what I believe is great brotherhood, no matter, and sisterhood. I thought that that was just... And then the third quote thing, it's technically a song lyric in a movie, but it's a musical movie, so technically it's a quote. from The Sound of Music.
2: Perhaps I had a-
0: But it's something that I, not to get too much into it, but something that you know a lot about.
1: You can get into your background. Come on, this is the 100th nah. episode. You're getting interviewed by your fiance. Let's get personal.
0: I'm not gonna get that personal because we're already running um, pretty long on time. <laughs> but in short, I had a very similar uh-uh childhood, and obviously, that makes me appreciative of um, where I am now because back then I wouldn't have said I would have gotten to where I am today. So looking back, it's something that even though it is traumatic, it's something that obviously had shaped who I am and ended up got me to where I am today. Which is with me. Exactly.
1: Yay! Now that you've buttered me up with all that romance, (laughs) we have one more poll question. Actually, before the poll question, since I mentioned butter, do you like your popcorn buttered? How do you eat your popcorn?
0: When the movie theaters were opened, I definitely put butter on my popcorn yes
1: oh back when they were opened okay we'll come back to that in a little bit back to the poll question what are your top three movie scenes sex scenes don't count
0: (laughs) yeah uh i wouldn't have counted those um but i would say that my favorite scenes one is in blade runner which is the tears and rain scene i've seen
2: things people wouldn't believe attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tenhauser Gate. All those moments will be lost in time.
0: There's just so much meaning to that scene um, when it comes to humans and when you think about how big the galaxy is. Then, my other one would be in uh, Jurassic Park when you see the glass. Oh,
1: that's chick. a good one.
0: I, I love that bit. Plastic. It's, yeah. And then uh, I really love the meeting scene in Heat between Robert De Niro and Al Pacino.
2: I do what I do best. I take scores. You do what you do best. Trying to stop guys like me. You know, we're sitting here. You and I are like a couple of regular fellas. You do what you do. I do what I gotta do. And now that we've been face to face, if I'm there and I gotta put you away, I won't like it. But I'll tell you, if it's between you some poor bastard whose wife you're gonna turn into a widow. Brother, you are going down. There's a flip side to that coin. What if you do got me boxed in? And I gotta put you down. Cause no matter what, you will not get my way. We've been face to face, yeah. But I will not hesitate. Not for a second. Maybe that's the way it'll be. Or, who knows? Well, maybe we'll never see each other again.
0: It's just a great confrontation of two men, the protagonist and the antagonist.
2: I do what I do best. I take scores. You do what you do best. Trying to stop guys like me
0: but yet in this scene, you don't really know which one is which. You would think that the the police investigator is the good guy and the protagonist of the story. But in the scene, you see, and obviously in the movie, that...
2: My life's a disaster, so I got a stepdaughter so f***ed up because her real father's this large type. I got a wife passing each other on the downslope of a marriage, my third, because I spend all my time chasing guys like you around that's my life.
0: Yeah, I really love that scene and two equals sitting down and talking to each other.
2: Guy told me one time, don't let yourself get attached to anything you are not willing to walk out on in 30 seconds flat if you feel the heat around the corner. So you never wanted a regular type life, because that barbecues and ball games. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Now, if I may come back to the present and movie theaters. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the future of cinema?
0: I'm worried, uh, honestly, mostly because you have, obviously, the Coronavirus, which brought down a lot in the movie industry, and how our thing's gonna reopen because obviously movie theaters were struggling prior to coronavirus, and then now it's hard to imagine even going into a movie theater with that many people ever again. We may have that in 10 years, but our theater is gonna be able to hold off that long. I don't know. And even though I, like I said, I have that my own theater space, going to the theater is still a great experience.
1: Yeah, it's like something magical about
2: it.
0: Yeah. When we went to go see like Endgame. We saw that with I think it was like total of maybe six of us that went all together I think and then like, we, the theater was packed there's a video online of like people cheering when everyone shows up at the end we had the exact same experience
1: yeah well we also saw it on opening night
0: yeah that's something that like, you only experience in theaters and then when I went and saw the new bit movie for the first time and certain bits like people were jumping and yelling and screaming and these are types of things that like yeah you can watch a movie at home in this really great space but it's it's also about the community that goes to the theater so I really hope that theater business can continue on past COVID for that reason alone. Streaming is convenient for sure, but it's not the same. Even like arguably movies that you should see on the big screen, and that will honestly make you appreciate the movie more for- I mean, you look at obviously like Mulan or even Wonder Woman 1984. There's some people out there who did rent out movie theaters to go watch some of those movies, but I do think that if somebody's watching those movies on a 55-inch television screen or smaller, you're not gonna get lost in these movies as much. You're gonna just watch it for what it is, and that may not give a good appreciation of the movie world, which will then lead to honestly people only making movies to cater to that, and then. In my opinion that will lead to inferior made movies because the industry is just not going to care and then it's just going to be a lost art which I really hope doesn't happen because I really love going to the movie theater normally I would go to one almost every week
2: mm-hmm.
0: with you with a friend or even by myself
1: Yeah, that was our first date yep movie theater
0: terrible movie but yeah <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, we saw for listeners Oz the Great and Powerful.
1: One with James Franco and uh, Mila Kunis. Yeah, I thought it had a lot of potential.
0: Yeah, that movie. Like I have a great memory of that uh, because of you, not because of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as a kid, that was always. Uh, I mean, my go-to date night is you go get dinner, um, or time go to the food court at the mall, and then you go to watch a movie. Like that was a date. Now, I mean, yeah, now you coronavirus aside, but if there's no theater...
1: People are actually going to have to talk to each other.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, you have to invite somebody over. And I mean, who's going to want to do that with a but
1: stranger? They can just go to dinner. They don't have to go to a movie. They can go to dinner or go to a play or...
0: But yeah, but if you go do to... Do a paint night. But if anything, like if you laser go... Laser tag. If, if the person sucks that you go on a date with, you can always see a good movie while you're at it, But If the
1: person sucks and the movie sucks.
0: Well then, you won't be dating them anymore. (laughs) Either way, (laughs) at least that's how how I always look at it. Okay.
1: What are your favorite movie watching memories?
0: Well, that is one of them. Uh, What
1: our first date? Yeah. Oh, I mean like childhood stuff.
0: Um. Well, actually, a lot of my movie watching experience, (laughs) a lot of it came as I got older. The kid, one of my favorite things to do, and I don't advise anyone listening to do this, um, but I did do it as a kid to uh, go see R-rated movies because to go to an R-rated movie, you had to get a parent to buy the ticket for you or go with you or whatever. And half the time, those types of movies I wanted to see and my parents didn't allow me to see because too violent or whatever. So what my friends back then did, we would buy a ticket and then... At the same time, tell your parents that you're going to, I don't know, some rom com or some random movie that you don't care about. And the first time that I ever did that, and it was for snakes on a plane.
2: Enough is enough! I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane!
0: <laughs> and I do not regret doing that. <laughs> That movie was a lot of fun to oh see in theaters. I own that movie still. I think that's a fun movie. And then the most recent one would be when I saw Queen and Slim for the first time with uh, my friend in Atlanta. Thanksgiving Day, we went to this uh, kind of movie theater that you can order like meal and like everything It's brought to you. And we saw this movie, but we were the only two people in the theater. I mean, yeah, you pay a little bit more for it, but it was kind of a cool aspect to hang out with just one of your boys and just kind of go to a movie that you both really want to see have this really nice meal and then have the entire movie theater to yourself without obviously renting it out now with COVID but it was just such a cool experience yeah I have like a lot of memories but that's just a few of them
1: that's sweet tell me about your biggest guilty pleasure film (laughs) there's no holding back there's no lying
0: I think the biggest one is, uh, Daredevil, uh, with, um, Affleck? Day- yeah, Ben Affleck. Oh.
1: Man,
0: um, You should've
1: put that to yourself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> And I think that goes into because I really love the character so much. I'm not gonna try to say that that's a good movie, though the director's cut- No, that's cut,
1: the point! It's a the good director. The
0: director's cut is better, but the music is so of the time in the early 2000s, and the leather-
1: So much leather!
0: Yeah, on, on Affleck and Gardner is completely unnecessary. <laughs>
1: That's like all I remember about that movie is just and leather. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? Here's a question from The Office. Because I know, I know this is, we talk about movies on this podcast. Well, you, this is my first time appearing. hmm. But you are a huge fan of The Office. I am. What is your Desert Island film? Oof. And it better be Legally Blonde.
0: It's not.
1: <laughs> and this one, you can only pick one. There's none of this, oh, I'm gonna bring seven movies. This doesn't have to be your favorite yeah.
2: movie. Desert Island movies are the movies you're gonna watch for the rest of your life,
0: forever. The movie that's coming to mind a lot is uh, Hook. <laughs> I don't know why, but that one's coming to mind a lot.
1: Oh, I like that movie. Because
0: if anything, I can get some ideas of how to build tree houses.
1: There you go, being useful. I thought you might say Castaway.
0: <laughs> yeah, no.
1: <gasps> I just have a few more questions for you, and then I'll let you go. What movie should not have been remade? I think I know the answer to this one. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty obvious.
0: Yeah. Lion King. And honestly, any of the Disney. Well, no.
1: Aladdin was good. Yeah,
0: Aladdin's okay but as an overarching theme, I would say the Disney live action movies didn't need to be made. They're basically money grabs. But I can't stand Lion King. That was such utter trash and just lazy dialogue.
1: Okay, so now that we all know your deep dark secrets and your guilty pleasure movie and the fact that you'd rather fight one Hulk-sized duck, (laughs) do you have anything that you'd like to say to your listeners for your 100th episode?
0: Well, the first thing, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. Thank you to you, Vittoria, for agreeing to interview and host this episode. I appreciate you are willing to do this. And obviously, I love you very much for helping me out. And I thank everyone for listening into every single episode. It's been a long road to get to this point obviously hopefully we'll get to 200 and maybe vittoria will come back but before that i do have two other announcements as i posted on social media yesterday i am doing a giveaway in celebration of this you can of a brand new copy of Black Panther on 4K UHD. Now, if you want to enter to win the movie, just go check out any of the social media profiles on the gram, Twitter, or Facebook. And all the rules are out there. And the big announcement that I have is that now, officially, all of the episodes and all of the future episodes of the former review will be on YouTube. You can just subscribe to my channel And you'll get every single new episode as soon as they are dropped I'll also be posting some of my trailer reactions and stuff on there as well And I'll be coming up with some new content in this next coming year So definitely you're gonna want to subscribe to the channel
1: This has been the future mrs. Formal review I don't know if I'm going to come back and do this. Your listeners may not have liked all the interrupting and poking fun. But yeah, this is actually kind of cool. So I can definitely see why you're into this. And I think that you reaching 100 episodes is very well deserved. You've put in a lot of hard work for this. And uh, I'm proud of you. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye.
0: Formal Review is on Facebook, Twitter, and the Gram. I post many things. The handle is all the same. It's at the Formal Review. Feel free to also check out BackseatDirectors.com, where I work with a big team to put out movie reviews and also editorials. Again, that's BackseatDirectors.com. Please also subscribe to the Formal Review. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're now on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. Radio. Honestly, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast, we have our content there. Also. So I'm always wanting to grow and improve. So please leave a review and what you want to hear, because I really do this for you all. I see the numbers and I really appreciate everyone supporting me and talking to me about movies. Cause frankly, that's what it's all about. And for anyone who has supported me on a financial basis, thank you again. And if you want to help support on a financial basis, please go to anchor.fm forward slash the minus sign, formal minus sign review and click support this podcast. And honestly, any donation is appreciated thank you all again for tuning in and until next time wear your mask wash your hands stay safe and take care everyone thanks for tuning in to another episode of the formal review cheers and we'll see you next time